The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Scott Jensen, joined as always by Jeff Erickson on Sunday night. Our last regular season podcast, uh, we were just talking, I think we're going to do one more uh, next weekend, just kind of recapping the season, talking about the playoffs a little bit, talking about some playoff fantasy leagues that are out there too, a little bit of that kind of stuff. Uh, we are sponsored by WinBet. We greatly appreciate that. They sponsor us all year. Uh, much appreciation for that. Uh, Jeff, one week left in the season. Both our teams are pretty much done compared to where they were they were a week ago. Uh, how are you faring overall? You know, I, I've come to peace with the fact that the Cardinals will never lose. Um, ever, ever. 16 ever, in a row. Never again. Insane. Yeah. Uh, but, and the thing is, I, I, I tweeted about it. Tip my hate, I mean hat, to them. Uh, <laughs> but the Reds gave it away, too. And there's bad things on the horizon for the Reds, you know, Development people are are jumping are like rats jumping off the ship right now. Kyle Body left. Uh, their hitting instructor left. You know, I, it makes me think that they're gonna just get lean and mean, and uh, I don't know if I like that. So we'll see. I mean, but I'm not thrilled about that. But you know what? I mean, we did have games that mattered. It just sucked that they performed yeah. so badly in games that mattered. Um, I've got fantasy leagues that matter still, so that's good. That's a good uh, thing with a week left. That's always uh, that's what you want, right? You want leagues that uh, the last week matters. Yeah, um, I'm. It's not. I'm not great. I'm not a favorite to win any league, but I've got a chance on a couple, and I got a chance to cash another. So I'll do that. I have some big failures. I'm gonna have to do some, uh, you know, examinations uh, on yeah. that. But the last that's part of the gig, anyhow. Let's talk about the last week for a second. The last week is tough. Um, I think yeah. you want you want teams that are either like out of it and playing their guys every day, like something like Pittsburgh, like, you know, keep Brian Hayes. And a lot of these guys are playing every single day. They're just kind of running out the season, but they're, they're, they're playing their guys. And then you got the teams that are playing for some, you have you know, whether you're playing for the division, you're playing for the wild card, you're playing for seating. Like those guys, those teams will play their guys. I mean, maybe not over the weekend. You probably, uh, you'll see some emphasis with guys, but those teams will play most of their players this week. It's those in-between teams. It's teams that are, we're like in it and now are out of it. There's teams that have fully clinched and don't need to be, uh, don't need to be playing guys. Like those teams, you're going to see guys sit two or three times this week. Over the weekend, especially, we always see teams. You know, you look at the lineup, you're like, "Oh my god, who are these guys?" And then you get a lot of like Saturday and Sunday guys have two at bats and they come out of the game too. So it's uh, this week is a lot of figuring out who's going to get at bats and who's going to get innings pitched. Like those are the two categories you really want to focus on this week. Yeah, witness the Padres. They got eliminated Saturday. Didn't play Tatis on Sunday. Yeah. You'll probably see a game or two more like that from him. Our A's and our Reds are on the cusp of elimination. Uh, so 
you know, that'll be something that we'll uh, deal with. Reds are a little bit are more out of it than our A's. So uh, there is that. Yeah, um, probably the A's. They got like three teams in between. They, they're they're done, but I know they're not technically done. But it's just yeah. it's so A's you get swept at home by the Mariners in four, and then go and sweep the Astros. It's just right. I'm ha- right. It was nice. That, it was nice not to see the Astros celebrate on the A's field of the division. I think there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of pride at stake there. The A's did not want to see that happen. They a, don't like the Astros. You never want to see a team celebrate on your home field, especially when it's your rival in your division. So there's a lot of that in there. But I mean, I don't. You just you can't lose those games. Four games to the Mariners. And they had a lot of front office bad stuff this week. So I uh, I tweeted. Yeah, right. I, I, I probably tweeted enough about the A's this week. People didn't hear about it. I did a lot of complaining. I just I think they're handling everything like complete garbage. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, they're laying the groundwork for moving, and it's it's gross and sick, and it's it's the Montreal playbook all over again. It's it's David Sampson, you know, just talking yang about the team, and uh it's brutal. Or or they're laying the groundwork to like strong arm Oakland into, into approving the stadium, and all all the all the ways they're doing it are pretty gross. I don't know what their final plays. I don't. There's not. There's a part of me that thinks that Fisher doesn't want to leave the Bay Area and go to Las Vegas, but. Um, I don't know. They're they're clearly they're clearly doing everything intentionally. When you have the team president and he sends a video out of Matt Olson hitting a home run and clearly does it to show how few fans are in the stadium. Like it was very evident that he was like focusing on the fact that it was fully empty. It's uh it's pretty gross. But uh yeah, we'll see. Um we'll see. But yeah, this last week is tough fantasy wise. Like I always now, you know, it, it's tough if you're – it's weird because it, it, you can go get both ways. If you're ahead, you're like, oh, my God, my guy's going to play. I'm going to feel like I'm going to, you know, fully – the floor is going to fall off. If you're chasing, like, it's hard because you, you can't find at-bats. You can't find innings. So it's a weird in-between. And there are going to be teams that, you know, you've set your lineup on Monday or Tuesday. You think the guy's going to pitch Saturday. He doesn't. There's going to be other teams that you're like, oh, I don't know if this team's going to still be in it. They're going to get hot. And they're going to, you know, could be the A's. Could win three more in a row. And maybe uh, maybe uh, someone throws over the weekend we're not expecting. Maybe get some guy throwing some relief innings. So it's uh, it's tough, you know. You got and you got to look at which teams are lining guys up. You look at like the White Sox. Giolito pitched today. They're in the playoffs. Their ALDS game one will be Thursday. So I think I think you know he's going to pitch Saturday because they're going to line him up for game one. Right. It's going to be. It's going to be. But he'll probably Lance pitch there. like four innings. That's the know? thing, right? You so you assume like I'm going to get four to five innings of Giolito on Saturday. You hope he's super efficient. Maybe gets to five, but at least you know what day it's going to be. You got to kind of track that out. But all those teams are going to have guys. Nobody's going to throw 110 pitches in those games for sure. Right. That's right. Um, yeah, my cat really doesn't want you know want want the Tyler Malley to get benched. Uh, as <laughs> our good friend Less Than Dave uh, you know, was uh, asking me about um, asking me about Malley, is he going to make that start? It's like, yeah, I mean, they could send him. He's got a lot of innings already accumulated this yeah. year, but Miley's already done. Gutierrez is running on fumes. Are they going to have people to throw innings? I mean. I mean, if they're out of it, do you, do you, I mean, you, do you send them out? I just, I can't imagine. Someone asked me this, the question about Darvish, you Darvish today. Um, he's scheduled to pitch Tuesday and like, are he's going to make the second start over the weekend. I just, I can't fathom the Padres send him out there for two starts this week. Right. Like maybe a couple innings on Sunday, but like, why, why I don't know why they'd bother with that. Yeah. I unless he, unless he like really wants the ball and he wants to go do it and wants to go throw six, seven innings. You get that. We get those some of my too. You look at a guy on that last Sunday, you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe this guy throws six short innings, but. I don't know. A guy like Darvish, I just I can't fathom they risk it. Yeah. All right. And you know, Chris Bassett might get two starts, but A probably won't. B probably won't go five innings. You know, he's yeah. working his way back. C it might be worth it anyhow because he's giving you good ratios and maybe some K's. And <laughs> right. Yeah. That's better than anything else that you're going to get out there. I mean, let's face it. Are you really going to go out and get? Uh, are you going to? Are you really going to roster? Uh, San Martin on the Reds because he's tentatively scheduled for two starts to finish the season. Um, 
Uh, no. This is, this is the week in baseball where I pay less attention to two starts than I do any other week the rest of the season because I just know those second ones are very unlikely to happen and very likely to be short innings. I say that. There was a year a few years ago where I actually won a league. I had Homer Bailey and Nelson Figueroa go on that final Sunday for 14 shutout innings. It's one of those days where I'm like, I'm not going oh to look, look at the standings. I'm not even going to look at the scores until after football's over. I don't even want to know. I looked in the Mets. The Mets had held their opponent to zero runs and the Reds had also. So I was like, oh my God, it was just, it was crazy. But so you do get guys that just go out there and they kind of roll and they're facing a weak lineup and they, they do pitch well. But I just, I think you can't, you can't count on two starts going in. You just kind of have to take that as a, you know, icing on the cake if you get that second start. Right. And we only have four teams of seven games this week. Yep. So it's really hard to get two starts uh, when you, when you have, especially teams going with six man rotations. Yeah. Um, and then of course, young players. Yeah. We'll see. I think there'll be a lot of operation shutdowns here. I, I do too. And Miami, Miami and the Mets play seven, but they have the doubleheader in there, so they don't really. So you're you're right. There's only four teams because they play a doubleheader Tuesday. So there's no off days in there, so they can't throw both those guys twice. So there's only right. it's not going to really help us with with starters. But uh, let's look ahead at the last week. Uh, the four teams with seven games. We have the Pirates, the Royals, the Tigers, and the Cleveland. I guess they're still the Indians baseball team um, for one more week. Uh, not uh, exactly murderer's row there of teams that are playing seven. The Marlins and the Mets have the seven games with the DH. Um, were you like really attacking any of those teams? Were they, were they hitting schedules you really liked? I liked uh, I like Cleveland's schedule. They have four against Kansas City and three at Texas. I thought that was a really good setup for some offense this week. The Rockies have three at home and then three at Arizona, a pretty good spot for them to get some runs. Um, you know, although I'm sure Trevor Story won't do any of the damage. But uh, were there any other hitting schedules you really uh, were attacking or looked at? You know, it's funny. Um, you know, you, you got Washington uh, three at Colorado. Maybe you could go after uh, Escobar a little. You know, yep. FCD's Escobar. Uh, yep. I did in one league uh, go after him. I don't know if I got him yet. It hasn't run, uh, but we'll see about that. Uh, you know, honestly, for the most part, I'm just filling holes. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to, and I'm focusing more on the pitching, which is kind of a fool's errand in and of itself, too. Just I, I was too. I was. I looked at. It, I'm like, I wish I could focus on hitting because if I could, I could probably fill some holes with hitters. But like, man, I needed like two or three pitches on every team, and they were they were really hard to come by. Yeah, they were. Uh, AL team in AL parks. I actually messed up last week. I had Boston playing Washington last week. It's actually this week. Um, Boston is now a game behind New York for the first wild card, and they're in the second wild card. So. There's a very good chance those games matter. I assume if they matter, JD Martinez will go, you know, play the outfield on the on those days. But yeah. if for some reason they clinch early or they fall out of it, you know, he probably sits. Uh, he sits at least one of those games rather than playing the outfield. But you know, I think you got to bank that with the way it's set up, with everybody's so close, they're gonna those at least the Friday Saturday games are gonna have for like very likely to matter. Yeah, it is. Um, it, it's gonna be. Uh, you know, it, I think it. it you know. You got to think that they're going to try to really feast on the, these pitching steps. And the thing is, you know, Washington is going to go to Colorado and then they host Boston. I mean, talk about a bad, bad setup for them. Um, yeah. Jo- Josiah Gray might pitch twice a week and I had no interest in that one. Nope. He's been struggling anyway, throwing short innings at Colorado and maybe a start against Boston where they may have to win that game. Like I wanted no part of that. Too I saw stuff. him hovering at the top of like the yeah. m- most rostered among pitchers and uh, one of my mains. I'm like, Nope. Nope. Moving on. Move along here. Uh, And then, you know, same thing with Espino, you know, as another one, he's just getting one start. I was still like, nah, nah. Yeah. And Corbin going into Colorado was nothing. I'd really want to part of Fetty against Boston. Like that. You got to figure Washington gives up a lot of runs this week. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's jump into fab. You know, it's one of those times where everybody's 
spending a little bit of their money. Can I, I ask you a strategy question first, though? This came up on Twitter. I'm not going to use any names or anything. Um, there's a little back and forth. Do you have any issue with any uh, with people who are out of contention using their fab money at the end of the season? No, I don't. Um, I'm an, I might get annoyed by that a little bit just because if it prevents me. But you pay your money. You yeah. finish the season strong. I think, in a way, I think you owe it to the league to try hard the whole way, th- whole season through. Do you have an I, issue I, if someone hasn't made moves in like six weeks and then comes out of nowhere last week and outbids everybody for everybody? That's a grayer area, yeah, for sure. That's, that's um, what I thought too, and it came up, and I'm not using names, but I was, I actually think that I, I think it's better for the league too. I agree with you that you know, and you have your thousand dollars of fab. Um, there's very rarely a league where I'm not making bids last week. I'm I'm in ninth place in one of my mains, and I still, I mean, I'm not. I think the key is that I just make moves like I normally would try to make my team better. The only time I'd ever have a problem with it is you were like intentionally blocking one team to try and help another team. If you like this team needs saves, so I'm gonna block all the closers and do it that way, not not run your team, then I'd have a problem with it. But if you're running your team, trying to finish as high as you can, making your team best for that week, I have zero issue with anybody not in contention making moves. Yeah, the latter scenario though, it does kind of stink a little bit when someone's kind of just been autopiloting. Yeah, it's it's almost like some of them gave him a nudge, like, "Hey, don't forget to bid this week." You right. Know, That's what I, week. I always wonder that too, because I know you know people are like, I'm sure send emails like, "Hey, you know, you're one win behind the guy, I need to move. Maybe you should make some moves this week." So as long as there's nothing like that going on, I have no issue right. with it. I and I I usually make bids till the end too, and I, you know, I'm trying to finish as high as I can. I know I, I mean, granted, I don't spend as much time as a t- with a team that's in ninth place, but. Um, I spent my last eight bucks in my main event where I have no chance to, to cash or win. And I don't, I, I hope nobody has a problem with it because I'm just trying to make, I'd rather finish back. seventh and ninth, you know? Yeah. And I did look at the other teams. I don't know who's leading. I don't know what people in the team, the lead teams leading need. I've never looked at it that deep, that deep because I'm not involved in the, in the competition, but um, I certainly was trying to, to find the best players I could. Right. I just wonder what you thought about that. So starting about starters, uh, the top guy this week, I think in every league was, was Shane Baz. We talked about him a little bit last week, um, but he was called up and started uh, on Monday. So we were not eligible to bid on him, at least in the NFBC. There are a lot of leagues where you could, uh, you could put waiver claims in or, or, or fab bidding on him, but uh, pitched really well this week. Uh, he pitched uh 360 ERA in his, uh, in his starts. I get there's no, it's a one six nine ERA. I forgot about it. he has 10.2 innings, 14 strikeouts, give up two earned runs, pitch really well today. Uh, nine strikeouts and five and two thirds. Um, I the problem is he's at he's at the Yankees for his first outing, but I still think of the names involved, especially in a 15 teamer, he was definitely the top of my list. Oh, absolutely. I got him actually. Uh, nice. in my more important main event league, three main, to two. Yeah, oh, there you go. Hey, that, there you go. Um, I mean, it's just where are you going to find someone that might throw up eight or nine strikeouts? It's just, it's just right. not going to happen anywhere else. I mean, they could go full raise on us and have them pitch two innings, three yep. innings, or change it. But is take he, your chances. Is he like their number two starter in the playoffs? Like, where are we at with the Rays in terms of that situation? I assume it's McClanahan one and Rasmussen. I would say Rasmussen two and okay. Baz three. I think they'll probably use an opener uh, or, or follower. I think Colin McHugh right. is going to figure in prominently here. I would imagine, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, for a team that's that good, it's just weird to like look up and not know who their who their starter is for game two. Yeah, yeah. We talk about Cardinals Devil Magic, but what about Rays Devil Magic? They dropped the Devil from Devil Rays, and now they they have Devil Magic. They uh, they just do everything well. It's wild, and they and they had a lot of injuries in their bullpen during the year too. I mean, and then they traded yeah. Dave Castillo away, and they just they just keep winning games. So it'll be. 
I imagine there's gonna be a lot of mixing and matching and they know exactly what they're planning and set to do. But uh, Baz was definitely the top bid, but behind him, um, you know, in, in a 12 teamer, uh, Joe Ryan was, was the clear next, uh, next guy for me um, has pitched really well. He went on the bereavement list over the weekend, but it sounds like he's coming back to pitch on Tuesday. A chance he pitches twice. I don't know if they even want to use the innings on him. He's going to face Detroit on Tuesday and then maybe Kansas city on Sunday. So that second start, kind of the strategy stuff we were talking about earlier, who knows if he's actually going to pitch, but um, right. He's been really good when he's pitched. Oh, he's been awesome. Yeah. Um, building off great minor league season, Olympic season. Now, major league debut, good month of September. Where do you have him for next year? That's the question. I'm intrigued. I remember when we, we talked about it in the first time when he first got called up. You know, usually you like you see these names we call up, you're like, all right, this game is worth anything. And you know, you get that one out of 20 that you look at their their fan graphs page, you're like, oh my gosh, this guy actually might be really good. Strikes out a bunch of people, walks nobody. And you're like, oh, that's that's a good start. And you kind of look deeper where so many of these guys get called up, you're like, oh, I don't want this. You know, you see you see a 14% right. rock weight, and you're like, oh, I'm moving on. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty intrigued. I mean, uh, I don't, uh, I assume he's in their rotation to start the year. He's obviously got to be in their plans. Um, he threw uh, enough innings this year. We're not going to you know, worry about starting clocks or anything like that. Right. Um, yeah. I think as we get into uh, kind of the mid range rounds, he's one of those guys that I'm going to look at a little deeper and maybe try and focus on and, and get in there. I don't know how hyped he will be probably a little bit since he pitched so well um, in his, in his four starts soon to be five this year, but uh, I don't know, like a, Probably talking like a 13th, 14th round or something like that in there. Am I, is that about right, you think? I think so. Um, I think one of the things that might have helped with him too is that he had almost a full minor league season before he got the, the call. Compare him versus, say, Daniel Lynch, a guy that we, uh, I was in on the bidding on in some places, or Jackson Kowar, or you know, even Logan Gilbert, uh, who, yep. who stabilized after a bumpy debut. I, I think Ryan you know, by spending a full amount of time in the minor leagues and doing his Olympic, you know, Olympics work where he's facing good batters there. Uh, I, I think that he benefited from that a little bit more as opposed to just feasting on hitters that hadn't been facing good pitching anytime recently. Right. Yeah. You talk about those other guys and all those other guys have some upside, but you like, Ryan actually got to the majors and pitched well, whereas those guys, you know, got the majors and struggled. I mean, you can see where it could work out, but I think I, I definitely throw Ryan ahead of the first two. Um, the Gilbert one's probably pretty close. I think I, I think I kind of like Ryan a little bit more right now, though. I can see it. I yeah. can see it. Um, we'll see what happens with the Twins next year in the offseason, too. After the offseason, they're they're kind of in this weird spot where they could continue to tear down, or they could just ramp back up pretty quickly. Yeah, in the in the chat here, uh, Brad Johnson mentioned uh, Cal Quantrill if he's available for two start. That would that would definitely be one I'd pick up. He was not available oh, yeah. in my leagues, but uh, I mean he's been he's been really good too. And he, uh, you know, he's again lined up for two starts. Who knows what the what Cleveland does over the weekend? But uh, facing Kansas City and at Texas, that's a pretty juicy one. If you if you happen to have him available, he would definitely be a, a top grab for me too. Most often unavailable because in many leagues I actually already have him. Um, and that does I, happen. Well, you let's. You and I were big on him, you know, before, and we were too soon on him back when he was with the Padres, and even last year a little bit because he didn't quite have the role. Uh, but yeah, he, he's looked fantastic. Uh, Quantrill is a, a guy that I'm looking forward to uh, having rostered in many places next year. Yeah, I know. We when he first got called up, we had talked about him because he went to Stanford, so we just we we talked about him in the, in that vein also. But yeah, you, we were uh, we were definitely uh, liking him in in 2019 and, and kind of moving forward. He's definitely someone that I will. Uh, I would definitely look to uh, to try and grab coming into next year. Uh, the other guy that I was looking at, it's uh, probably more a 12-teamer also. Brady Singer has been pretty good lately. Kind of one of those guys that was a, a big prospect. 
uh, got called up, struggled, and has been has stabilized pretty well. Um, I actually picked him up a couple weeks ago and pitched him. He pitched really well this week, uh, seven innings, two earned runs and a strikeout against Cleveland. He is lined up to face, I think it's Detroit? Cleveland and Minnesota. Oh, Cleveland, Minnesota. That was Detroit, Minnesota. Cleveland, Minnesota. I, Another guy that two starts, who knows what happened over the weekend. But, you know, that first one's on Monday. We know that's happening. Um, I think he probably gets a few innings on Sunday. Who knows how many, but he's a guy that uh, has uh, has stabilized and has been pretty good here over the last, uh, like five of his last six starts have been really good. Only problem is he's facing the two guys we were talking about, Quantrill yeah. and Ryan. Yeah, so I don't wins wins might be tough, especially when you're talking about someone who pitches for the Royals. But I think uh, you get some strikeouts and a guy that maybe won't blow up your ratios as much as some of these other guys that uh, that we're talking about uh, in terms of trying to find nine pitchers this week is is not easy. Right. It's not it's not a week not a week to need strikeouts or wins. I've learned that uh, in over the years. Um, needing ratios, you can kind of work it out. Maybe you get lucky in saves, but wins and Ks last week are really difficult. Yeah, it's too bad I need wins in the leagues that I'm trying to make comebacks in. But uh, you gotta, you just gotta hope that your guys make starts and the other ones, uh, the teams clinch on Friday and they they sit. Right, that I have the right guys for it's sure. The, it's the Lindy Hinkleman. He always gets, uh, he always gets the uh, the team that needs to clinch on Friday. It always works out well for him over the weekend. I've learned that over the years to not battle with him in the last week because he uh, he always gets the fortune there. I, I like that whole idea of not battling with Lindy. You know, honestly, yeah. I, it's a good idea. I. I don't know if I've ever played in a league with Lindy. Uh, maybe an online league. I know I definitely haven't done a main uh, with him because I'm, I've always been lucky to miss him and being in a different league. My crazy, my probably craziest league was with Lindy, and I was up all year long. And then like maybe middle August, I keep a little spreadsheet of where I am at kind of end every week. I was probably up thirty points on him on August first, and he was up twenty points on me middle of September, like a 50, oh my gosh, a fifty point full fifty point swing. And then the second to last week, he went from up 20 and I was up 10. It was unbelievable. In like, in like Who says you can't move in yeah. September? Huh? In like 12 days. I, and it, people don't believe me. I had the spreadsheet. It's crazy. And But that that the last weekend of Fab, I was literally could not gain a point, but could fall in every single category. Like I was like, the actual, I was at the utter peak of where I could. It was like the season ended right there. Great. But I fell. But there were like three starters where he needed, and they all of them, all of them ended up making their starts on Saturday because their teams like lost or won on Friday, so they had to start. It was it was gross how much he gained on me last week. But it's one of those things that I was so teetering on the brink of like losing fifteen points at any point that it was uh, I knew it was going to happen. But it was still it was still a, a wild and fun league, but a, a tough one to not win for sure. Yeah, for sure. It was yeah, it was like we had fifty point swing, the thirty point swing all in the last two months. It was it was pretty wild. So. That is amazing. Uh, some other pitchers uh, we're looking at. Uh, Alex Cobb for the uh, Angels pitched pretty well this week. Um, set up for uh, one start. He made uh, five and two-thirds, one earned run, four strikeouts against Houston this week. So a pretty good start there. Um, more of a, He was available in some 15s, some 12s, but at Texas kind of jumped out to me as something that maybe that, that would work out. You know, I'll say, you know, Cobb's really done well for himself this season. I know he's yeah. missed a lot of time. You know, he's only made 17 starts. But I would I would lose the bet on what if you gave me an over under in his ERA. I don't know what it is now because I looked up for the show, but uh, I didn't right. I did not know it was three four six. Right, and you know I think he's a free agent this year. I think he's going to do well for himself. I don't know how any free agent's going to do, but I think he might have a chance to do pretty Good well point. for himself too. Yeah, I just I'm a little I'm a little scared. Everybody's like, oh, Marcus Simeon's about to sign the huge deal. I'm like, oh, let's see how baseball looks before we decide that. Yeah, just. I don't even want to think about how baseball looks you know, in either. terms just, of labor agreements and things like I'm that. I'm going to fully enjoy the end of the season and the playoffs and then worry, stress about it after that. Yeah. Stress about your warriors instead. Uh, that's what you'll do. 
Uh, do you have a small four we can borrow for home games? Um, <laughs> does Ben Simmons count? Yeah, he might have to. At least he's eligible to play in San Francisco on uh, on on home games. Um, let's not go down. Let's not go down that path. But yeah, it's uh, there's a lot going on these days. Um, last guy that I was looking at a little bit, someone that I picked up. Uh, we talked about earlier in the year. Eli Morgan pitched well this week. Uh, he threw uh, six shutout innings against the uh, White Sox. You know, one hit given up, uh, one walk, six strikeouts. Feels like a guy to me that like when he's on, you can get by with him. But when he's a little bit off, he just gets smoked. And I always get scared of guys like that. But you know, someone off a couple of good starts. Uh, he had a, he had one bad blow up in there too. And he faces um, he faces at Texas. We can another. I don't know why I keep picking on at Texas, but uh, he faces at Texas. Um, someone that jumped out to me that I think you can use and 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 not worry about hurting you too much. But he 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 has that blow up gene in there somewhere. He does. He has a lot a home run allowed gene. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's always troublesome. Uh, I did find myself putting a bid on him. And I think AL talent wars where I'm just, yeah. I don't care about the ratios. I'm just trying to get some wins and K's. Uh, that's all I'm trying to do. Uh, so you're, but, you're looking for wins and K's in NFBC. Was there anybody else starting pitcher wise? Uh, I, I really struggled to find more names, but there's anybody that you really, uh, you really attacked that you thought maybe could help you in those two categories. Well, it was gross. You and I were looking like, Oh, that's it. That's the list. So our, yeah, our here's our, here's our, List Shane Baz, which we got nice Tanner Houck, Daniel Lynch, and then it gets uglier after that. Well, uh, as if it needs to get uglier, but Adonis Medina, J- Jansen Junk, uh, great, just, great. I mean, they're, they're throwing Packy Houghton and then Jansen Junk back to back days. Like, that's Packy Nowton. It's like and these just, are these aren't even beautiful. like they like if you were writing like a script, they're like, oh, that's just just as right, dumb. exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you can't do that. And they're going, uh, they're going back to back. But I mean, I usually write down, you know, 10, 12, 15 pitchers to take a look at or who they're facing. But I, I, in my main event, I wrote like five names down. That was it. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, in, in one of my mains, uh, the, the Tanner Bell, uh, Jeff Zimmerman team picked up Luis Severino. I, he, he looked, he's looked really good in relief and maybe he throws some, some multi-inning outings. I, I did have him as a conditional in my league. I think that's a pretty good pickup. Yeah, they picked up Tyler Alexander. He's got two starts for the Tigers this week. He uh, he feels like a blow up Gene kind of guy to me too. But yeah, he pitched. I think he pitched well in his last outing, if I remember right. No offense to Tanner and Jeff, but your lips to God's ears on that. I would be fine. Uh, Dane Dunning <laughs> uh, was also available. There's a lot of pitcher like relievers picked up, uh, and, and I could see that actually. That that's one thing. Like I've got Kenley Jansen. Um, you got the save today. He's looked good. The the thing that's my my salvation there is that the Dodgers are still trying to grind for first place in the yep. NL West. Uh, oh, the Giants never lose, so it's never it's like the Cardinals never but. freaking lose. It's crazy. I mean, but never. the Dodgers like worst case they shut it down by like Friday. But at least the, at least you know the first series they're going to be playing hard. Right. So Kim like Blake Trinan was available. So they, like uh, Gil, this is also the Guilds League, and Guilds picked up Trinan, Kimbrel, and Chad Green. Obviously going for a strategy in the overall at this point. I, right. I think he's got first pretty well locked up. Maybe Jeff and Tanner have a chance to catch. Him, I but. assume I assume that that feels like good in wins and K's, but wants to protect or gain in ratios is how that feels to me. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about a few relievers, but first a note from our exclusive sponsor, WinBet. If there's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire, it's making good decisions, and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. 
WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more all at your fingertips. Do you want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, you know, if you need saves coming down the stretch here, it's always difficult. But uh, Paul Seawall in Seattle, it was like 50% owned in 12-teamers. Felt like probably the best guy to me. Seattle's playing well, and they seem to be moving uh, towards him, kind of secondary, Drew second rider, and third, Diego Castillo, who hasn't really been in the ninth inning at all. Um, Seawall felt like a guy to me that uh, is pitching well. They're using him in the ninth. Probably the best pickup uh, kind of for late relief stuff right now. Oh, easily. Yeah. Um, without a doubt. Uh, if he, he's available, jump on him. I – I also found a league where Michael Fulmer was available and he's picked up some saves to the Tigers lately. Pitched uh, pitch well the last month too. Yep. Uh, 12 teamers. I'm finding Joe Barlow still out there. Yep. Joe Barlow has been amazing this month. Yeah. And he got he, the job that uh, went on the aisle and now he's been back and he's, he, he clearly is the guy there. Yeah. Andrew Chafin's still out there in some places. I picked him up in one and one twelver. A's bullpen. Good times. Yeah, good times. He's but he's been, the he's the he's the best of a bad lot for sure. He's the least bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, Crazy, we, um, have, we have two guys named Barlow closing right now. Yeah, deep stuff, man. <laughs> that it really is. I 
You get Joe Barlow and Scott Barlow. I don't think we thought that'd be happening at the start of the year. No, no. Yeah, but it's September baseball. Uh, but you know, Joe Barlow is keying a run I'm making in mixed labor. I don't know if I'm going to get there, but I've gotten like all these saves from heat, uh, heat from him. I still have Kenley and I, I have Class A. And, you know, the three of the Class A lost it for a while and then got it back. Now, Krinchak can't even like pitch, can't even throw strikes anymore. No. So, you know, I, you know, the, the, those three have been pretty darn solid. So it, it's been fun to make that watch this run. I think Barlow's got like nine saves to the Rangers. Yeah, no, he's been, he's been really good. You, I was, I was just counting something here. You know who the, the craziest run right now is the Giovanni Gallegos save run. It's just, it's, un, oh. if you had Giovanni Gallegos and you needed saves in your league, he has, he has 11 since August 30th. Oh, that's insane. Well, <laughs> that, that's like, kind of helps like when you win 16 in a row. Guys. Yeah, right. he's out there, and it seems like most of them are close. He actually like missed a save off because he had pitched too often, but he's out there. He had five, I think he had five saves the last eight days. He had uh, September eighteenth, nineteenth, twenty first, twenty third, twenty fourth. Did he get one today too? He did. Right? I don't know because I have him in not a leagues. Uh, he had one. Uh, he had one today. Also, no, he pitched, but I don't think he got a save. I think it was not a save off, but. Um, it's just been a un, un when you win 16 in a row, it's amazing how many save ops you get. Surprisingly enough, for sure. Last guy I wanted to mention here, um, Dominic Leone for the Giants, uh, seems to kind of have fallen into that Jake McGee role more than Tyler Rogers has. They're kind of leaving Tyler Rogers in the eighth inning. Um, he has a 160 ERA over 50 innings this year. Uh, strikeout, not a huge strikeout guy, but just someone that like high leverage spots the Giants who are in, in every game and always playing close games. Um, seems to right. use him late, so kind of fall in the, maybe a win or a save this week. And I think that he's in a 15-teamer. I think he's pretty rosterable this week. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, it's crazy that like, some of the guys that they've pulled out that are doing good, good stuff. Uh, Camilo uh, Doval is another guy who's getting better and better. You know, it's 368 ERA going into the day, but mowed down the eighth today, uh, you, know, you know, got the win out of it there. He's snuck in five wins. He's he's got like thirty Ks in twenty three innings. You know they they they're just finding guys. They're developing, and we've talked about this before. Development yeah. matters, and they seem to be really good at it. His minor league numbers. You're like, oh, four ninety nine, one seventy two WHIP. Gets to the majors, and he's th- he's just firing bullets. Andrew Bailey, pitching coach, right? Could be. I, that makes me feel really old. By the way, it that makes you feel old too. Coach. I remember when he won Rookie of the Year, I actually met him at a Dave and Buster's once, and he was a super, super nice guy. Well, that's cool. It was him and his wife, and I had my – we just got to the Angels game, so I had my A's hat or whatever on, and he was super friendly and super nice. Like, usually nobody wants to talk to someone they don't know, and he was just – he was super nice about everything. So I'm uh, – That's cool. I've always played Blackjack that- once with Kerry Leitenberg. He was nice. <laughs> that is not a name I thought we'd mention tonight. No, no. That's pretty good. Uh, what about uh, what about offense? Uh, I was looking at uh, first guy I was looking at was uh, was Nick Gordon in Minnesota, who is playing a good amount and has some speed. He's a guy that uh, if you need some stolen bases, he kind of is the one person that maybe you get two or three stolen bases this week as, as a possibility. Yeah, they they kind of just canned Andrelton Simmons. They kind of just pushed him to the side, let Nick Gordon play a little bit more, uh, as well as should. Yeah, you I was going to say, that seems like a smart, good decision to me. Yeah, I don't know how well he can hit. Yeah, but those the, those bags are sure are nice. Uh, 383 slug going into the day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you look not, at them. You're not picking up for pop for sure. No, and I think I. And it's not necessarily that you need to get pop, 
but you want someone that pitchers can't knock the bat out of their hands. Yeah. And because, you know, I always find like, I always find myself fading like Nick Madrigal types, the guys that have zero power, but great bat control. Well, great, but major league pitchers throw so hard and throw so precisely that, that, that you're not guaranteed the average and you're not getting anything else to go with it either there. But he's a, he's a half step above that, but I, I just don't expect a whole lot in the way of power from him. Yeah, I agree there. I think he's pretty much a speed play. If two or three stolen bases make a big difference in your lineup, I think he's a guy that you could pick up, and he's probably going to play every day the rest of the way. Yeah. I'll tell you, I found a 15 – my main event league, the Guilds League, Austin Meadows was available. Someone had cut Dang. Austin Meadows. Why? I don't know. Um, I, I did guess you're maxed out in something you maybe need batting average, but would you be surprised that Austin Meadows had 103 RBIs this year? I would not be surprised. I have him in a couple of places. The Rays offense is legit. I was a little surprised by that because I felt like, A, he's been someone we talked talked about struggling a lot because he hit 233, and he seems like he sits versus lefties now and then. I was a little surprised he compiled that many, uh, quite them. I mean, I knew that a bunch were there and he had the mid-20s home runs, but I was a little surprised when it was announced that he had his 100th RBI. I admit that I probably thought it was more in the 80s. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, you know, so the team that cut him is second in RBI, second in homers, probably can't catch in either. So maybe he's just thinking, okay, well, I need, a, I need, I don't need the power, right? I, I'm, I, I might, and I might be uh, trying to give someone else a Trojan horse in terms of batting average. Yeah, that that's a, that's the only way I'm thinking about it there. But it's an interesting thought that that actually, and he's actually one spot ahead of me in batting average. So we'll see. Maybe he, he, maybe he did. Uh, it's a how, trial. how do was he the top bid in your league? I assume. I want him eight to six. Oh, right. and yes, was that, that was the top bid. I said, did anybody go for more than eight? Was my next question. Not in this league. No, we had a, we had a Shane Baz for 26 and a Shane Baz for 33 in my two leagues. So Seven. Yeah, I won Baz three to two. I mean, he might throw three innings, so it might he not might, be that great. That's still a pretty good, pretty good shot in the dark for three bucks. And uh, yeah. we had Nick Fortes get picked up for fifteen bucks, also a catcher for the Marlins. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, I have the money to spend. I might as well spend it. Yeah, yeah, and he uh, he's played the last three days, so maybe you got something there. Although they were at the AL Park, so they had a DH, but. Um, yeah. what about any of their offense? I was looking at, uh, I looked at Gavin sheets a little bit with Chicago has a pretty good schedule this week. Uh, Dylan Moore is playing more for Seattle right now. He's been kind of a, you know, someone that, uh, did not earn his, uh, his draft price this year, but you know, obviously it's the last week you just need uh, you need something to, uh, someone to play. Someone to steal a couple bases. Those are some names that I was looking at. I like, it was like, uh, Andy Abanez in Texas is playing every day and has triple eligibility. So kind of can be useful down the stretch. Yeah. You're not looking for Mr. Right. You're looking for Mr. Right now. For um, sure. That's all it is. Uh, in my main, in the Guilds League, not only was Meadows available, Carlos Santana was available. He uh, coming off an 0 for 18 week. Low-key terrible this year. Really, AJ Pollock really coming terrible. off an injury was available. Right. Thought There was some thought that he'd be done for the season. Willie Calhoun was available. Uh, so there were some interesting guys. Yeah, those are probably like over definitely over 90% uh, rostered main events. So those, are, those are some interesting names. I had, uh, I had very few interesting names. Yeah. Uh, and, and the thing is, though, but they're, like Santana, there's a reason why he was cut. Yeah. He's been terrible. I, I cut him in my other main event uh, last week. I just, it, and it, he was 0 for 18 this week. So I do not regret the cut. It was, no, he's that's been, actually a very prescient cut. He's been terrible, yeah, terrible yeah. this year. And it's just, 
I didn't know we talked about last week. I didn't notice it quick enough, quickly enough. Um, but he's been really bad and someone that uh, has not helped you in your lineup for a long time. No, I had him. I have him in friends and family, or at least I, I think I haven't cut him there. But yeah, like he and Hosmer. Great. Oh, yeah. good bargains, Jeff. You can wait on first baseman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Whenever everybody says a good bargain, you know you're in trouble right there. Yeah. Uh, any uh, any of the Houston outfielders, uh, Chaz McCormick or Jose Siri, that uh, you were looking at? Uh, you know, Siri led off a couple times this week and and homered once. Uh, got got people a little bit excited. I think I picked up Myers a week ago or two. Um, he, you know, he's got some power speed combo and yeah, then sits and yeah, yeah. The problem with all those guys, I think that they all they're all going to sit at least a couple times a week. The Astros are going to clinch earlier in the week and. You know, maybe those guys play as the other guys sit was kind of my thought that uh, maybe you get right. an extra game out of those guys than more than you would. But I think they have so many players they're gonna they're gonna be mixing and matching a bunch of guys this week. Yeah, they are. Uh, Tommy Lastella in San Francisco was available in some leagues. He, uh, he came off the IL has been hitting pretty well, and it seems like everything the Giants do uh, turns out uh, turns out well. So he's uh, he's an interesting guy at least when they're facing righties. Yeah, that's true. Um, he's an on base wizard, and he actually. But you missed out on. His course fields, his course field series. So you did, yeah. All right, I think that was all I had for Fab. Um, I want to talk about some news and notes. I want to talk about a few players who um, last week we talked about guys who broke out and where their draft has me. I want to talk about some guys who struggled this year. But first, a note from our sponsors at Vivid Seats: the summer is coming to an end, which means only one month until postseason baseball. Actually, one week until postseason baseball. Now, there's no better place to be than Vivid Seats to watch your team race towards the postseason. So grab your MLB tickets, maybe a stadium hot dog or two, and cheer on your favorite team from the stands. Even better, they have a rewards program designed to provide real rewards for real fans. Earn rewards, ticket upgrades, and perks just for shopping. If you're looking for tickets to the game, see your favorite performer, or that new show everyone's talking about, Vivid Seats has it all. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Uh, Jeff, a few quick news and notes. We don't have a ton of injury notes. Um, Cedric Mullins, who has been a just a bonkers year, uh, had a sore hammy and sat on Sunday. So that's one that obviously you want to take a look at the lineup notes. I imagine he's a guy that wants to play this week. I imagine he wants to finish the year strong. They're against Boston and Toronto. Uh, what is Cedric Mullins' ADP in the main event next year? Uh, good question. He's um, exactly 30, 30 right now and hitting exactly 300. It's a very, um, a very round season for him at the moment. That's just extraordinary that he hit 30 homers. Just had, uh, have a hard time wrapping my brain around that. Cause I didn't, uh, you, no, and, you and me both. He had, he had three career. No, he had seven career in the majors before that in like, uh, about 450 plate appearances. I mean, he could actually be undervalued next year because of the team context. I mean, when you hit when you hit thirty homers and still only have fifty nine RBI and you you still you hit three hundred get on base at three sixty nine you're only getting yeah. eighty nine runs so far. And I know right. he hits leadoff, so that hurts the RBIs. But it's the AL. There's no pitcher hitting. It's crazy as thirty and fifty nine. Yeah, it, it is. It really is. Um, nonetheless, I would expect the offense actually to be a little bit better next year. It's the pitching that's still going to be tragic and uh, uh, a good park to hit in for sure. Yeah. Um. I mean, if 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 we thought he's going to go thirty thirty again, I mean, he'd have to be like second round. Um, I mean, yeah, if he if he can start at thirty again, he's probably even higher than that. But I think there's a little first, bit. Yeah, of, for, yeah, not probably. Yeah, if you it had the gift of foresight and saw that, yeah, you take him to first. Twenty twenty two to twenty four somewhere there, like mid second round kind of guy. I think there's going to be some people that are skeptical. I think that I think there'll be some variance in his range. I um, do too. I think we're going to see some. 
people that like had him this year and love him, and maybe take him early second. I think there's people that are really worried about him. Maybe he slips to late third and something. I think, he, I think he, a big range, I think, is a good way to put it. I think that's going to be true. I think second round, big range. Like I, I can see anywhere from 15 or 30, you know? Yeah. I don't see it going past that. Will you be one that does it in the second round? Maybe. Maybe. Um, I, I'll be honest. I got to do a little bit more digging on like the stat cast number. You haven't, you haven't that. finished your draft sheet and projections yet. No, have not. <laughs> have you, uh, I have not even thought about it No, but, uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be me in the second round. I just think there's going to be too many established names in there that I'm probably just going to take over them. And then maybe, maybe even mistake. And, um, but I tend to probably not draft that guy, but, uh, I mean, he's certainly earned it this year. It's been, it's been a massive year. Yeah, it has. Uh, Hinjin Ryu, I expected back Tuesday for the Jays. Obviously, the Jays are still in the mix. I think they're a game behind the Yankees for the second wild, or behind the Red Sox now for the second wild card. Would you throw Hinjin Ryu off the IL, off a number of really bad starts? He is um, at, uh, versus New York and then versus Baltimore if they need him at the Sunday late start. I mean, if you're protecting ratios, no. If you're going, if you need wins and Ks, yes. I, yeah, I mean, I think the pitching's so tough this week that yeah, unless you're really protecting ratios, I think I start him too. But I, I haven't, been, I haven't been a 15 teamer. I think I'm gonna throw him out there and kind of maybe, maybe the, maybe the injury, which I think was more like he needs a he needs a week and a half off, was uh, was more more a thing than the actual injury. Uh, maybe the rest uh, was something he needed, he really needed right now. Perhaps, uh, you know, that series against the Yankees is huge. I mean, they could vault themselves like they they did great last time they faced them and they could vault themselves into one of the spots or they could be eliminated by friday yeah they get swept they get swept they're done they lose two out of three they're really in trouble but they win two out of three they're tied and if they sweep they're in a great spot so and they get baltimore to finish the season too yeah it's a good point and the yankees get the red sox i think too so that could be an interesting like see where that where those two teams are if someone's clinched or not um as an a's fan three games back do i root for anybody or do i just kind of figure that uh, we're done because mm. ideally, if I'm an if I'm if I'm rooting for as a baseball fan, I want the Blue Jays to make because I really like that team. And I like watching them. But as an A's fan, if the Yankees sweep the Blue Jays, then that's the A's chance to get back into it. You just hope the Yankees just kind of take off by themselves and you root against everybody else. As an A's fan, you might want to wish to not to destroy anything beautiful and just back away from the Blue Jays there, so they can do their thing. I don't know. Um, it's fair. Uh, yeah, as if we have any sort of power, but right. Yeah, Yeah, and the Red Sox are playing Baltimore to start the week, too, so they're probably going to win a lot of games this week, but you never know. Um, Brandon Belt left early on Sunday. He got, he was like, I think he was bunting and he got hit. I don't know what he was doing, bunting, but never bunt. Yeah, never, ever bunt. I assume he was trying to bust bust the shift, but um, in Coors Field, though, just never bunt. Yeah. Um, We have talked for about eight years about how Brandon Belt, one of these years, is going to hit 30 home runs, and we finally got the year. He's hit 29 home runs this year. Hitting 270, been on a tear lately. Um, talk about someone who's changed their approach. 45% hard rate, 16.8% bell rate. Um, he took a long, long time, but he, he, it's funny he did this win at home runs. He's played 96 games this year. So, like, I was just going to say yeah, that. Did that's it the, the year where he didn't play. To me is, yeah. He, he is not, he's also had nine of those homers in the last 21 days. Been on is, fire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he has not been healthy this year. He, he just, you know, he's had one healthy year in the last five. Yep. Uh, last year was kind of healthy, 51 out of 60. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, that is pretty good. But And he was really good last year. It's it, like the, the the changes he made last year took hold. And yep. they, they, the fact that he did it last year makes me think that this is kind of for real. 
Yeah, and you look at if you look at the Statcast stuff, last year sticks out like totally different than the rest of his career, and then this year fully backs it up. It's almost exactly the same. So he clearly right. made some sort of change, this change of approach, and it certainly worked. I mean, that's what thirty-eight home runs in his last one hundred and uh, whatever that is, one hundred and forty-seven games or whatever. It's been it's been really good. Yeah, it has. It's uh, it's just a, a dumb. everything the Giants touch right now. I said earlier, but everything they do just kind of works out. Uh, speaking of Hunjin Ryu, we have a similar situation for the Yankees. Jamison Tyon's coming off uh, the IL to start on Tuesday. He is at Toronto, home against Tampa Bay. That uh, that scares the crap out of me, especially considering coming off the IL. I, I imagine he'll be on short innings. Yeah. Um, given how they've treated Nestor Cortez, yeah, I think they do the same with Tyon. Yeah, and I think that uh, uh, I just I, I don't think I could throw that one. Yeah. I think I, I, I'd go Ryu before I went Tyon. Let's put it that way. I, I'd agree with that. Um, Patrick Wisdom, who has been a revelation for a really rough um, Cubs season, uh, left. Uh, he uh, was scratched today with wrist soreness. Um, Jeff, I didn't know. I think we talked. We may have talked about it a few weeks ago, but Patrick Wisdom has 28 home runs. I don't know when that happened, but I've had I have my couple teams. It seems like he homers a lot, but 28 seemed like a lot for 106 games. That was it's been a really uh, a really fun breakout season for him. Yeah, it has. It has. So the question is, are you investing in that next season? Because I I'm assuming the Cubs are going to let him and uh, Frank Schwindel just keep their jobs. I mean, I know that they talked. They just there were some quotes to speak about how active they're going to be in free agency, et cetera. But um, you got to think that the, they both have earned themselves the the, the chance to, to play pretty 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 regularly next year, right? Yeah, I'll say this about wisdom. I mean, he's he's going to kill your batting average. Uh, well, yeah. then he kind of you know, it was bad this year, two thirty one, but one hundred and fifty three strikeouts and only three hundred seventy four plate appearances. That is a prodigious strikeout rate, and that's yeah, it is one of the things that worries me about him for next year. Yeah, and he's hitting what in this breakout season? He's hitting two thirty. Um, OBP is only three hundred five, so it might be a um, better fancy player than a real player. Um, so maybe that uh, maybe that full time job is not quite locked in. I don't think it has to be to start, but uh, maybe he probably needs to be pretty good the first six weeks to stick. Yeah, forty one percent strikeout percentage. Uh, I'm probably passing. Yeah, that's not uh, that's not great right there. Um, Lourdes Gurriel with the uh, the Blue Jays uh, sat the weekend. He had a stitched up middle finger. I imagine that they're off tomorrow. Uh, they need uh, they need to go full out. I imagine he'll be back on Tuesday. We probably want to check that lineup first. Uh, note: There's only five games tomorrow, uh, so only ten teams play. But three of them are at ten in the morning Pacific time. So make Ugh. sure that you get your lineups. It's 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 terrible. Yeah, because I, I think a couple of those are makeups from last week's rainout. So yeah, and I think there's like a wraparound series in there somewhere with someone too. And but. Uh, just a note: three of those three of those games do start at ten in the morning. So if you have uh, teams and those players in those six teams, uh, make sure to get those guys in. Uh, Joey Votto, who's been a fantastic story for your Reds, had a sore knee, sat the weekend. How do you feel about him for the final week? They're going to be done, so I wouldn't be surprised they shut it down with him. Uh, uh, he, he can DH on Tuesday, Wednesday. Maybe that helps him out a little bit. It could. It yeah. might. I do think, though, it's you know. It, yeah, it, it, I, maybe, maybe, but uh, it, it, you get a lot of torque on your knee when you swing too. So yeah. I, 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 I could see a shutdown, operation shutdown here. If anybody was uh, was rostering Jed Lowry or Elvis Andrus, they both went on the IL today, so their seasons are over. Uh, Andrus was crazy; he was rounding third for the on the walk off hit by Starling Marte and uh, broke his fibula coming around third. It was it was a weird, uh, crazy injury. Like he he kind of planted on his right foot and landed weird on his left foot, and like the I don't know if he fractured. I think he fractured his left fibula. 
and kind of limped home to score the winning run. But and then uh, Tony Kemp tried to pick him up to celebrate, and Elvis was like, "Yeah, don't do that right now." Yeah, uh, yeah. The the Elvis Andrews experiment kind of went as about as expected. Two ninety four yeah, OBP. But, you know, so pretty close to Marcus Simeon. Yeah, yeah, pretty close to Kyle Farmer. No, not even, not even as good as Kyle <laughs> Farmer. Yeah, the Marcus Semien year has been. I mean, forty three home runs. I think he's like the the tied for the most ever at uh, at second base. I mean, just a, an awesome year for a guy who I really like. Yeah, you know, motivated guy. I, I'm curious to see if Toronto ponies up for him or if someone else is. You know, again, we got a lot of off season shenanigans to yep. shenanigans to figure out still, but um, what a year and. Yeah, 43 and 15, 111 runs, 99, uh, 99 RBIs. It's a uh, been a wild year. He's in 268, which you know uh, in this era is, is totally fine and not going to hurt you. So it's been it's been a fun year and a guy that uh, has certainly deserves and has worked. Uh, one of those guys that has worked really hard. He came when he came to the A's. He was a terrible defensive player and yeah. just worked his butt off and became a pretty darn good one by the end. And as a 30 year old, for 15 to 16 on the base pass. Yeah, I mean that's what a massive win if you drafted him. I, I, I got a few. I kind of tend to think just on gravity alone, he's probably going to fade back a little bit in this next year. But yeah. still, hey, for one thing, he probably won't stay healthy as healthy as he did this year. He's already played 155 games. So four four straight really healthy years in a row, though. Yeah, I, yeah, I get that. He probably takes good care of himself and all that, but it still seems a little little bit lucky. And it's weird. You have the, the two, the two of the three years are like M, top five MVP level years. Then you have the, the the middle year where he hit two twenty three and did nothing all year long. So it's yeah. Uh, but a few players I want to talk about here at the end uh, before I get there. A note from our sponsors at Yahoo DFS: the new NFL season is underway, and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. There'll be a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-entry contest now being shark free. To celebrate the beginning of football season, Yahoo daily fa- daily fantasy football becoming shark free yahoo's getting all users the opportunity to claim a free ten dollars in contest entry credit users can take advantage of the free ten dollar entry credit entry credit or in order to join one of the yahoo's biggest contests in addition to the free credit yahoo is a one million dollar dfs football contest live the one million dollar million dollar contest features one million dollar total prize including first place receiving a hundred thousand dollars and an entry in the first ever yahoo fantasy football championship live finals event which will occur at mgm national harbor in maryland this december Play daily fantasy football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome to claim the free $10 offer to get started. So, Jeff, last week we talked about guys who kind of had broken out and how high their helium was going to be going the draft next year. I want to talk about a few guys and where you think they're going to go in 2022. And the first one, I, I tried to not to do guys that were really injury risks or injury, uh, the reason they had bad years. But I want to talk real quick about Mike Trout. Um, got hurt in whatever that was, May 17th, like the longest calf injury in history. He said yesterday he's healthy and he's looking forward to next season and all that. But his ADP in the main event was 7.5 this year. So kind of right middle of the first round. He was kind of at the end of that, uh, like, first top 8 to 10 guys. Kind of went anywhere in there. Um, did hit 333 this year. Eight home runs, two stolen bases in only 146 plate appearances. Strikeout rate went way up. He's 28%, the highest of his career. Um, where the heck does one draft Mike Trout, assuming – we're in spring training. He looks like uh, he looks healthy, running around, playing the outfield, etc. I I mean, you have to put a discount on him. You have some, to, right? Like he, he'll be right. so he'll be thirty. He'll be next year. Be his age thirty. He'll be thirty-one in the middle of the season next year. He's not going to run. I think we know that. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you got to you know, like eight to ten steals is kind of what you probably have to pencil him in for. He could be otherworldly still hitting, though, is the, the tricky part. Yep. And we say 30 like he's been in the league for a long time, but there's a lot of guys at 30 that, that have really big seasons. I have no idea right now where I'll put him in. I 20? imagine – yeah, I was going to say imagine he's a second rounder, but one of those picks that like you take him the second round in September, it might look like everybody else is an idiot for letting him fall that far or one of those picks that maybe he just can't stay healthy anymore. Right. Uh, Cedric Mullins or Mike Trout? It's a really and, good question. And what are the odds that we would be asking this question? Impossible, right? Like right. If, if you rewind six months, that seems like the most absurd question of all time, but I'll take Mike Trout. Yeah, I would too. But Justin Mason just entered the chat. I, in my <laughs> in my brain, at least he did. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's challenging. I mean, is you're really you're spending that second round pick on a player that's not going to steal bases? And I was going to use the comp. Do you? T- I, I assume you take Freddie Freeman over Trout. I do. He's kind of a similar like awesome hitter, no stolen bases. Um, right. I think I take Freeman also first base um, rather than Trout running around the outfield. I just it's weird that he had a calf injury in, in the middle of May and never came back. Yeah, I mean, it, he he just wanted to like make Josh Donaldson feel better. You know, right. Like, hey, I don't feel so bad me. about that injury anymore. Yeah. Uh, what about Aaron Nola? I think you and I spoke about a month ago about him. Um, has not gotten any better. He just, he no. had five runs, the pirates this week, and he'll have stretches with a strikeout eight of 10 guys. And you're like, Oh, he's back. And then all of a sudden you get five runs in the fourth inning and four, six, four ERA and 174 and two thirds inning. Uh, but if you look at the underlying stuff, I know a lot of people are going to talk about this. In the offseason. He's going to be like, a, he's going to be the guy that everybody's going to be doing their think pieces about and writing about in the offseason just because his metrics are so far off his, his fantasy numbers. But, um, you know, he look at his FIP is 3.38 K rate still over 30% Walker is actually down this year to 5%. The one thing you look at though, his fly ball rate, he used to be a big ground ball guy. His fly ball rate is way up this year to 40%. His ground ball rates down to 40%. Um, so those fly balls, you know, more of them obviously turn into home runs, uh, bell rates up a little bit, hard hits rates up a little bit, still pretty good at 37%. Um, a, what do you do with him next year? B, where do you think he goes? I think he probably is like a, mid to late third kind of guys kind of where I think he settles in. Yeah. I mean, he still struck out 219 batters for sure. And he also gave up 26 homers and just more, yeah, more hits. It's always I, something with him. It it's is always something keeping him just slightly back from being a 2019. You know, he, he had the, the K's again, came on strong at the end of the year, but he still had a 387 ERA. Yeah. He was getting, you know, when you're drafting a pitcher in the second round, you need you need better ratios. Period. One twenty seven whips not helping anybody, you know, that year either. He, his whip has been better this year at least. Yeah, it's it's one point one two this year. So he really has hurt you in ERA a lot. I mean, you take him the second round, he's got a four six five ERA. Like that really hurts. One hundred twenty four innings and nine wins has hurt a lot too. Just but that's a lot of that's him giving up runs, but some of that's the Phillies too. But yeah, he's been a two category guy in the second round. That doesn't work, but. It just you look at all the underlying stuff, and that's the kind of stuff we look at and research and and trust and rely on when we're doing our draft prep. And it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be hard to figure out where to slot him in. I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm probably not in top two rounds for me. Yeah, I, I think he's gonna be one someone that like in these early drafts is gonna fall, and then as we get into February, March, and kind of everybody digs into the research and writes articles and stuff, I think he's gonna be someone that's gonna sneak up. Uh, I think he'll probably move up around in in February, March, kind of guy. Well, especially as we lose some inventory among starting pitchers, among aces, and especially as, you know, ace inflation happens in the NFBC, I can see it. 
So another guy I want to ask you about, and there's someone that hasn't really struggled, but I, I feel like in our in my mind he struggled, but he's been so he's been so good in September. These moved up his numbers, Javier Baez. Um he's in two sixty-five. And I, you know, I, I think we kind of thought it was lower. I thought I don't I don't have him anywhere, so I haven't really thought about him that much. But 31 home runs, 18 stolen bases, 85 RBIs, 77 runs. Obviously, we don't know where he's gonna sign. But that 265, you know, the, the home or the K rate's always high, but it's 33%, 34%. Um, hard hit rate's really good. His barrel rate's really good. You know, when he does make contact, it's pretty solid contact. But swinging strike rate's 21.5%. Those strikeouts are, if anything, are going to go going to go up a little bit more. Um, what does one do with Javier Baez? His main event ADP this year was 67. Do you think it's higher or lower next year? I think it's probably uh, a lower number. So I think he's drafted uh, drafted higher than he was this year. I think he'll be drafted around earlier than he was last year. Uh, you know, it's hard to ignore the strikeouts. They're still there. 177 Ks on 132 innings. I mean, 132 games. Um, it's that is still a, a little bit of a drag. Obviously, 2020 happened when he hit 203 and had a 238 on base. I mean, he's he's been better than that. Felt like it was a while there this year. We thought that was kind of repeating, and we we're going to get back to that. But he's he's definitely picked it up in the last uh, last right. uh, since the All Star break, I guess. Right. Well. I that's going to be a, one of those where see where he lands sort of guys too. He's a free agent, one of many shortstops out there. He's hitting 302 in the second half. I didn't think he had that in him over on over a, over a 200 plate appearance stretch. Yeah, I wonder if the trade kind of fired him up a little bit there. Yeah, or maybe the fans booing him fired him up a little bit. Yeah, or or the Reds <laughs> doing whatever they did to get him angry that one time either. I don't know. Seems like the Mets are angry at people a lot. Yeah, this is back in his Cub days still though. Oh, that's right. That's right. I do remember that. Yeah, he. But I, I was just thinking of the Giancarlo Stanton with the home run this this uh, a couple weeks or last week, whatever it was, when Lindor and Baez were upset at, at Stanton and, and and likewise. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they do have that dynamic going a lot. So, someone who is a fifth round pick this year, ADP of seventy one and a half, is Kyle Hendricks with the Cubs. Uh, it's been ugly. Uh, we always are like, well, the strikeouts out there, but at least you're getting really good ratios. Um, mm-hmm. I guess the answer is until you don't. And this has been the year where you don't 176 innings, which is a lot, uh, 14 wins, which has been helpful, but a 4.81 ERA, a 1.35 whip. Uh, and you, you know, one of those, you picked him in the fifth round, you probably threw him at least most of those starts. Maybe you, maybe you sat him here down the stretch as you know, like just kind of over it, but you probably got most of those. Um, the walks have been, you know, still not horrible, but way up from last year. Uh, the home runs are up. The strikeouts are even further down. He's, he's a 16 and percent strikeout guy right now, which it's really tough to do. You're probably giving away that category when you take him in the fifth round. So obviously he's not gonna be a fifth rounder next year. Um, no. are you interested in coming back? Do you think he bounces back? He's 31 now. What do you, what do you do with Hendricks next year? Mm, I'll probably be aggressively wrong about him no matter what I say, uh, because that's how it was this year. It's like, no one's ever gone broke drafting Kyle Hendricks. He always, the systems always get him wrong. How can they have a projected ERA over four? Okay. I see you. I see you out there. Projection systems. You guys win. Yeah, it's been, it's been rough. He's still that hard hit rate, still pretty good. His barrel rate is about doubled from last to the last couple of years. So that has hurt him and he's, you know, that's uh, caused some home runs, but it's, uh, the jump from two eight eight to four eight has been uh, has been rough. Yeah, I, I, the trades didn't help him because he relies on his defense, and obviously the defense you know got worse when Baez was traded away. Yeah, that's uh, right. But he he was already horrible earlier in the season too. You remember that Braves outing uh, was, was especially hideous early on. 
I and think he, he had a good stretch in there though. Like he, his ERA was like in the fives in May. And then by the end of June, his ERA, he got it under four. And then it's just been, it's been rough again. The last, uh, maybe he had a nine earned run out against Milwaukee, the eight against the White Sox, seven against the Phillies. Right. Like he's been, he's been brutal these last like six, eight weeks. Yeah. He had, he, he, at one point he got it down to 361. He had that huge long win streak. Yep. Uh, but yeah. The, once the team got decimated, it hurt his it hurt his performance. Although not immediately, he he won a couple games after the trade deadline. Pitched well against the Reds on July. Well, that's actually no, that was in July still. Uh, pitched well on the day of the trade deadline. Uh, yeah, pitched okay the, after that, and then it's kind of it's been Rockets red glare a few yeah. times here down the stretch. The, and that's the defensive point is pretty good too. I mean, with, with yeah. Baez and Rizzo, like those are both really good defenders and that uh, for a guy that's striking to be out, you need, you need those studs behind you. Yeah. And he's not going anywhere. He's still signed. Yeah. Do you, what do you think the Cubs go like rebuild? Do you think they sign a bunch of free agents? Where the heck do they go? I have no idea. I, yeah. I, I get the idea. They won't, you know, I think Ricketts actually did lose a lot of money, like on, but not on the Cubs themselves, but like right. on his secondary tertiary investments based off the Cubs and using that money. And so not being very liquid. And so I, I think that he was under, he, I, think, I think they were under demand to kind of cut down costs. And I think that'll continue next year. Last guy I want to ask you about in this kind of vein before we get out of here, Sim, also in Chicago. Um, someone that I have really liked as someone who kind of had taken some steps up year over year is Yuan Moncada. Um, he stayed healthy this year, 586 plate appearances. If you had told me that, I would have been all in for whatever the price was. Uh, Jeff, he's got 12 home runs and three stolen bases. Like, if yeah. you played him all year, and I have, I mean, it's just one of those guys like he's in the middle of the White Sox lineup, you're not gonna take him out. It's been so freaking empty, though. It's just, I mean, he's hit 263, so he's just kind of been okay there. It hasn't hurt you there, but. 12 home runs, three steals, and 57 RBIs. Like where he was drafted and playing him every week has been that it's been it's just been a it's been a loss. Well, he's all of a sudden a walking machine. 80 walks. He's been yep. hit by 10 pitches. He's getting on base by the bow load and the strike stack. strikeouts are down too. Yeah. I although still 150. I mean, it is down, but it's still high. But yeah, he was again, 31. He was, he was 31 percent last year, and now he's 25 and a half percent. So yeah, uh, you could deal with 25 percent, but hopefully it comes with some power, right? I think I'll be back in on him. I don't know. I think I like seeing the approach at the at the plate. Uh, I, I I have a hunch that the power will come back, so I'll probably be back in on him a little bit. Yeah, the fly balls have been down, which has obviously hurt the power. He's a twenty nine percent fly ball guy right now, and that's that's definitely hurt. He's usually uh, kind of mid to high thirties, so that has definitely hurt the power, but. I mean, this is someone that in 2019 hit. I mean, I know that was happy fun ball, but 25 home runs, 10 stone bases hit 315. Right. The, the Babbitt was insane that year. And I think we all knew the batting average coming down, but I don't think we thought that he was a 12 home run guy either. No. In I, his I, age I, 26 season. Like, it's, it's, not yeah. Wow. I'd be more confident on the power than the speed bouncing back. I think I, that's very fair. I mean, he doesn't seem very interested in running much anymore. Right. And as you get older and bigger, that just usually goes away. Yeah. I hear you. I was uh, I was not fast uh, when I was younger either, so it's been a problem for me either way. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Uh, hey, you're out playing soccer though. You must have some speed out there. <laughs> well, I have. Are you playing with anybody that's fast, or is everybody out there kind of slow? Um, there there's some fast players that's out speed. there. And, I assume and... it's an older adult, middle aged adult league. 
It is. It's okay. all of us that are coaches and refs and right. board members in the league. Okay. So average age is probably about 45 or so. Okay. That um, helped. That helps bring the speed down a little bit. But you still get some guys in their mid forties that can run a little bit. Always, it always yeah. freaks me out. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty casual league, but there, there's some players that are pretty intense about it still. Do you have to play a specific position, or you get to move around a little bit? Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I played a couple different positions today. It was fun. Uh, you know, we we we're, we are, you know, we have people that draft the teams and they they select the positions and all that, and that's fine. I'm just doing what I'm told. I my are you are you left footed because you're left handed, right? I am. All right. it, it helps. I would say that that's good there. Uh, anybody else you want to talk about? Uh, we're going to come back next week, but is there anybody else you want to talk about for the final week? Anything else on your mind? Anything else that you want to discuss? As long as it's not 49ers related, I'm open to talking about it. No, Bengals awesome. That was yeah. good. Uh, Jamar Chase, look, he can catch. Who knew? The second touchdown was nice to me. Like, caught the back end of the ball. It was a oh, sweet catch. So it was pretty. a great grab. So pretty. Um, Roethlisberger uh, looks fully fried, by the way. Yes, he does. Uh, that, like, three-yard interception he threw right to the Bengals linebacker was just an abysmal pass. The fourth and ten screen pass was my yeah. favorite. But yeah. uh, when, you're, when your A dot is, like, 2.7 on the game, you know something bad's going on. Yeah, it was just Roethlisberger throws underneath. It was over and over and over again. Uh, first game, want, the first game that Burroughs looked looked like he's maybe back to the old guy. Like he looked different today to me. He looked way better to me in the first couple of weeks. No, TJ Watt helped a lot. That does help. Uh, Want to announce Thursday, Phil DeSalt joining us. Oh, joining nice! Every league known to man in the NFBC. So he's joining me on Thursday for the pod. Uh, this off season, James Anderson is going to do a weekly podcast. So nice. we're going to have content all throughout. I'll probably take a hiatus after Sunday uh, for a little bit. I'm going to work on projections. I got my value meter for football. I just, I need some decompressed time, but. And you do a show every day and have two fantasy football podcasts during the week too, right? Yeah. And yeah. yeah and gaming golf also don't forget a gaming golf. Don't diminish the work I'm doing on gaming golf, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, just as long as you didn't listen to my picks this week, you were good. I did listen to your picks and I'm blaming you, but it's okay. I think at some point I just told you to take DJ no matter what, didn't I? No. I remember. I remember saying it like you know that you, DJ hurt you all year. You know he's going to be good this week. I did take DJ. And oh, did, nice. I five, just had five four. And Euro, I had four euros on my squad. So yeah, yeah, that's uh, just not really a path when they when they get uh, historically dominated. No, exactly. But uh, yeah, excited. To finish strong this week. Excited yeah. for James's work on the pod. Uh, I will be doing. I, I'm gonna. I'm toying around with the idea and doing like. And starting in January, doing like five a week on like 30 minutes, one on each team each day sort of thing. Um, but with various different experts on the, the I hope, team. I hope you can find but, someone good to talk about the A's. I look forward to listening to that one. I look forward to listening <laughs> to you on that one. Yes, RAs. Yeah, no doubt there. But I'm looking forward to the Phil one. That's uh, I, I credit him. I don't know if I could do a podcast three days left in the season when I was first in the overall and trying to battle out. I would worry about uh, jinxing myself or I'd be probably too stressed out. But uh, right. there, was, there was an article written about him this week that was that was really good. Uh, Travis Sotchek wrote that. It was Yeah, uh, it was that was great. Piece. It was fun. It's just fun to see people in the industry, the NFC people getting some some notoriety. And Phil's season is – He's 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 a he's got a really good chance to win the main event overall. Good chance to win the Austin Championship. But the craziest thing is he's in twenty two leagues and he's cashing in all twenty two. It's just unreal. It's, it's impossible. Like, how do you not have one team in there that sucked? Yeah, well, uh, I, I have no idea. I I look forward to listening to that one. Hopefully, I can get some good tips on that one because he is clearly the uh, the guy to beat right now going into next year. Him and him and Casey Char are probably the two names that you want to uh, you want to that are gonna be the toughest to beat uh, as you fall as you walk into next year. I'd agree with that. 
Well, thanks everybody for listening, uh, both tonight and all season long. We will have one more podcast for you uh, next Sunday night, just kind of recapping the season, talking about playoffs. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. If you want to follow me, I'm at Scott Jensen. You might want to skip all my tweets from tonight, though. Probably a pretty good idea. Um, <laughs> other than that, I was talking a lot of 49ers and frustration with a lot of stuff. But anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening. We thanks WinBet for their sponsorship all season long. If you could please rate and review the podcast, that'd be great also. Other than that, I uh, hope everybody has a good week. Good luck down the stretch. Hopefully the, uh, the last week treats you well. Other than that, we're back at you next Sunday. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.